Food, water, shelter, and nesting are all vital to attracting birds to your backyard. Multiple food sources are also helpful. Shop a wide variety of feeders, waterers, and bird food at Blaine's Farm and Fleet to keep your feathered friends happy and healthy all year long. It's Wisconsin's most complete farm show. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Yonke. Well, I've been watching radar this morning. It really depends where you are as to the precipitation outlook. I'm Pam Yonke. So glad you're along with us. Hope you got a chance to enjoy Mother's Day weekend. Definitely looking different this year than it did last year, right? Now, for southern Wisconsin, it looks like we're going to stay dry for most of this week. Daytime highs today expected to be right around 54 degrees. Uh, tomorrow, probably up to 58. But then if you take a look at... At western Wisconsin, northwest Wisconsin, they've got a good chance that they've already picked up a little precipitation this morning, and it could go that way uh, right on through the afternoon hours and overnight. Uh, their daytime highs, again, right around 54 degrees. We'll have Stumacher, Ag Meteorologist, break down the forecast. Who's going to get rain? Who's going to stay dry? He comes our way in about 15 minutes. Since a year ago, March, most every get-together has been virtual. We got technology that allows us to do that now. Ag Day at the Capitol, Dairy Day at the Capitol, Co-op Day at the Capitol, all virtual this year. And Pam, it sounds like we're not done with virtual meetings yet. No, but let's hope that we can actually get something done with these. Anyhow, fabulous Farm Bay Pam Yankee at the southern end of the world's longest barn in Madison. And I'll tell you, uh, this is week two of the Wisconsin Rural Summit. And like you said, Bobby, it's virtual. The summit went away completely last year because of the pandemic. But now Steve Peterson with Wisconsin Rural Partners tells me that this year they're back engaged with conversations about what rural communities can do to reinvigorate themselves in light of the pandemic, to get a path forward for growth. More and more people talking about moving out to the country. Well, that means communities are going to have to adjust. And Steve says this Wisconsin Rural Summit that's going on through the first week of June is designed to give anybody that lives in rural communities the tools they need to get some of that conversation actually physically moving forward. Yeah, our theme is basically uh, let's roll up our sleeves and get things done. We're not just going to be talking about programs and spotlighting programs. We're actually going to be hearing from people that have taken it to the next level and have had successes in all these different categories that we've uh, we've featured. And so anybody that goes on these uh, summit sessions, they're not just going to hear about some great ideas and concepts. They're going to be given the tools directly to them that they can hit the ground running and start doing the same thing in their backyard uh, almost immediately. So it's a very hands-on, and uh, uh, let's, let's make it work in your backyard as well. And this is about our rural communities. People think, ah, well, this Pam's talking, it's the farm, so it's agriculture. This is about our rural communities. And, you know, to your point, Steve, maybe their insights as we exit the pandemic are the real lessons learned. Yeah, absolutely, Pam. And I think one thing, you know, we've talked so much about rural communities having to depend on the farmers to keep, uh, to keep, uh, you know, alive. And I think it's now kind of shifted where I think the rural communities also have to step up and they've got to build their quality of life and their services and, and their, uh, uh, community vitality to help the farming community. I, I think it's a give and take on both sides. So, you know, we're really looking uh, hard at these small communities. I mean, 10,000 population or less. So we will be getting up into the, into the larger uh, communities, but we really want to hone in about how can we serve 
uh, our rural areas, uh, you know, both directions from the farm, but also from the farm to the community as well. I am intrigued, Steve. When I look at your agenda, you have got literally partners from every corner and crevice of the state. How in the world did you manage to learn all these stories to put this kind of agenda together? Well, you know, we do a lot of uh, discussions and, and studying all year long through our organization. I mean, the Wisconsin Real Partners has been around since uh, 1992, so it's not a, a new uh, organization at all. Uh, and we've always uh, tried to keep up to speed on what are some of the current issues facing, uh, uh, you know, the rural communities. We've got great relationships with the Wisconsin Counties Association, the League of Wisconsin Municipalities, Wisconsin Economic Development Association, WEDC. I mean, the list goes on and on. And of course, uh, UW Extension has also been a great, great resource for us as well. But, you know, we, we see what the topics are, and it's fairly common across the whole state of Wisconsin, and that's what we want to dwell on. We don't want to just get into certain regions of the state. We want to talk about topics that affect everybody, whether you're in, you know, down in the Lafayette County or you're up in Hurley. Uh, you know, we want to cover everybody's area. And I think we've done a great job with this summit. I would say. Now, give us kind of the theme, if you will. What are you looking at? Uh, on a, and like we said, it's stretched out over a couple different weeks. So if uh, something doesn't work on one day, it may for the following. Give us kind of the highlights of each sure. session. Well, we're doing it every Wednesday, and it'll be a noon to two, so you can have your lunch while you're sitting in watching the summit, but it'll be a noon to two feature every Wednesday from May 5th through June 2nd. Our first week starts off with Think Differently About Housing. Rural housing is a very critical issue in our rural areas, and when we talk about not so much just the workforce housing and the low-income housing, but also remember, we've got a lot of boomers that are still living in their small communities that are just not wanting to leave their hometown, and there's just not the assisted or transitional living for them uh, in their uh, in their own home communities. And we're trying to find a way that we can transition those boomers uh, into that uh, uh, transitional living by having facilities that are close by their hometown, so they can still enjoy the town they've lived in all their life, but then also the amenities of uh, as you age, uh, you can slowly transition through that housing. So we're going to be talking about that and how. Communities have leveraged, uh, uh, along with companies, on uh, building those uh, facilities uh, in their communities. And uh, we've got uh, some great uh, resources from uh, tried and true success stories. Uh, and also, uh, we've got uh, Wisconsin Housing Economic Development Association, along with UW Extension, uh, joining us. Uh, and uh, they're going to give us some details exactly what you need to do so you're not just sitting there talking about it. You can actually have some uh, activity and, and move, the, move the needle, so to speak, when it comes to your housing needs. And then uh, the next week is one of our two sessions that we have with Deb Brown. And, and the listeners uh, you have would love Deb Brown. She's got her and her partner uh, and down in Iowa have a company called Save Your Town. And uh, she speaks all over the United States and uh, is very, very well respected. So she's going to be doing two sessions, one on the 12th of May called Becoming an Idea-Friendly Town. And uh, this is where, you know, I'm sure you've sat in and a lot of other people, too, endless cycles of meetings, meetings, and more meetings, and they never seem to really accomplish anything. She's giving you the insights on how you become an idea-friendly town where you can take the idea, instead of just talk about it, you can move forward and actually do something about it and, and the methods that you can use to get everybody to join in and, and all go in the same direction. And then on the 26th of uh, May, she's going to her second session, which is called Community Building in Your Small Town. And this is, uh, you know, uh, you know, not every 
group of people or competing organizations in a community get along, uh, as we all know? And uh, how do you overcome those divisions between people and organizations and, and create a unified sense of community? And she's got some great insight on how you can take those tools that she's going to show you and actually use them in your community to overcome some of those barriers. Uh, then backtracking to May 19th, this is one that's really getting a lot of attention. Broadband in your backyard, let's make it happen. Uh, as we know, with uh, COVID, broadband's been a very, very big uh, issue because of virtual teaching. And also these rural communities just need to get fiber optic and get a better broadband system in place. So we're, uh, we're going to be talking about a lot of different avenues from uh, the Wisconsin Counties Association uh, with Dale Knapp talking about uh, broadband overall. And then we'll have success stories from places like Boulder Junction, Taylor County, Wood County, Kewanee County. These small communities and counties have partnered together and have put together some pretty fantastic fiber optic and broadband systems in their backyard. And then we'll have uh, Public Service Commission, along with the Department of Public Instruction, uh, giving us update on their data on how things are moving uh, with the uh, Internet service. Uh, we've got two private Internet providers that are going to give us a wealth of information about how do you work with your local private Internet provider to get the system in place. And then the big part is funding and grant sources. We are not only going to tell you where these grant sources may be, how you could potentially get a local match, and how do you write a good funding application. So we know that session is going to be very big. And then finally, Pam, we've got uh, on June 2nd, uh, this is going to be a, kind of a, a, a recap of our top rural development initiative award winners that uh, Rural Partners has been giving out for, for the last uh, about eight, nine years. We're going to get uh, the winners and updates and where they are now, where they're going in the future. And it's everywhere from uh, early child care and early uh, child education uh, to community vitality to revitalization programs. Uh, Representative Nancy Vandermeer and Representative Dave Armstrong are going to be talking about the Rural Wisconsin Initiative uh, that the legislature has been working on, that they're reviving again now that they're back in session. And then we're also going to hear from Marcy West, who's just been chosen as a new director for the Governor's Blue Ribbon Commission on Rural Prosperity. So another really uh, information-packed uh, uh, segment on, on June 2nd as we wrap things up for our five-week summit. It, you're giving me the sense, Steve, that there is money available for these community projects. I think that's always one of the big question marks when people spark a new idea. It sounds like even in light of the pandemic, maybe more money than ever ready to be channeled in some of these areas. Well, yeah, and there's a lot of uh, organizations, uh, you know, anywhere from the to the regional to the states to the federal level uh, that have really stepped up and have actually added more funding for for some of these areas because of the COVID pandemic and wanting to get rural recovery uh, on its feet uh, quicker than uh, than uh, what we as quick as we'd hope for. So, yeah, there definitely is funding, and like I said, this five week session of sessions is going to be roll up your sleeves. Here's how you can get it done. Don't just sit around and talk about it. We can give you the tools and the insight, and these people will be available as well uh, for follow-ups if people have questions. And one thing, too, Pam, that we're doing is we're recording all these sessions, and we'll be featuring it on our Rural Summit uh, YouTube channel uh, with all the links and the presentation pieces as well after each session is completed. Steve Peterson's along with us with the Wisconsin Rural Partners. Their Rural Summit has gone virtual again this year, but the good news is it's stretched out really across multiple weeks. You can find details at wiruralpartners.org, wiruralpartners.org. 
org. And for $60 invested, you will get all of the information from all of the guests and resources during Wisconsin's Rural Summit. Again, it runs through the month of May, Wednesdays from noon until 2. From the southern end of the world's longest barn in Madison, I'm Farm Director Pam Yonke. Should you be wearing shorts or industrial-grade insulated pants? Around these parts, it's tough to tell, but not for ag meteorologist Stu Muck. Weather is up next. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke. What have we here? Crackers. At least I think they are. They're in a cellophane wrapper. There are two of them. Crackers always travel in pairs. They snap like crackers. Crumble like them, too. Nine out of ten cracker eaters would give them a positive ID. But these aren't crackers. They're dinner. Jim Krevix for five days straight. There are people like Jim all across Madison. And because the need is there, so are we. This year, we'll supply people like Jim over $950,000 in food through Dane County's busiest food pantry. Just one part of the more than $1.4 million in clothing, shelter, furniture, and other goods and services we provide. We're St. Vincent de Paul, helping our neighbors in need. There have been multiple instances of scammers impersonating Madison police officers and detectives. A 27-year-old man told officers he was contacted by MPD officer Rick Foster and the caller ID displayed the MPD North District's main number. The victim was asked to send money through a money app. The victim later confirmed with MPD that this was a scam and nobody by the name of Rick Foster is employed with MPD. These types of calls are scams with people impersonating the authorities and conjuring up different schemes to people into giving them money. Remember, scammers can spoof your caller ID. Please visit the Federal Trade Commission Consumer Information website for more details on these types of scams and steps you can take to protect yourself. If you have any information regarding similar scams, please contact Madison Area Crime Stoppers at 266-6014 or on the web at p3tips.com. Individuals contacting Crime Stoppers can remain anonymous and may be eligible for a cash reward. Connecting producers and consumers one story at a time. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke. All right, ready to get started on another work week. And it looks like for our Wisconsin farmers, most of that is going to be dry, but I'm a little concerned at temperatures. Stumach, Ag Meteorologist, joining us. I know it's kind of a patchwork of uh, scattered showers up by the Eau Claire area, even into western Wisconsin, but I'm a little bit more concerned about these overnight lows that were. Uh, possibly going to experience this week. Tell me about that, Stu. All right, Pam. Well, yeah, the the light rain, very, very light rain around this morning isn't a big concern. Already this morning, there's a frost advisory for Juneau what Adams County, Monroe and Jackson, and up toward Wood County and Portage as well. And then there's that freeze warning at Clark and Taylor and Marathon County and further up into the east and the north central part of the state. A cool start this morning, and that's going to be something we deal with the next several mornings, all the way toward Wednesday morning. I expect nighttime lows will drop low enough down toward freezing or just below, so a little frosty, if you will. Uh, several mornings this week, if you bought some new things for mom for the garden, you know, and got them out this weekend, make sure you take good care of them the next several nights. 
probably going to have to be a little overcautious till about Wednesday night or Thursday. Uh, and out across the farm field, not much we can do. You know, we can't go out and cover everything up. All we can do is hope it works out in our advantage. But aside from those cool morning lows, daytime highs sound okay. There'll be a fair amount of sunshine the next handful of days. And that allows those daytime highs to push up through the 50s and into the 60s. The normals, keep in mind, are in the very upper 60s now. And even a 70 at Lacrosse being the warm spot. So we've got a ways to go. Finally, that more normal temperature pattern could be around here as we head toward the end of the week. And by the end of the week, then a small possibility of some very light rain could edge back in. So as we wrap up Friday or start toward the weekend, a hit or miss bit of a shower could be around. That's what's here this morning. Talked about it, scattering around the Eau Claire area, uh, just in the northern parts of the Fox Valley from central Wisconsin, Wisconsin Rapids toward Appleton this morning and off in the southeast. Don't be surprised by a morning sprinkle. It will dry out today, but it does stay a little cool. I'll have those forecast details right after this. Everyone at the Wisconsin Soybean Marketing Board lives and breathes Wisconsin soybeans and can be your knowledgeable ally in the field and at home. With important grower alerts, timely production advice and industry news, and expert-generated grower research, we are the resource to help your crop and business thrive. Stay in the know and connect with the Wisconsin soybean community by finding Badger Bean on Facebook or by visiting badgerbean.com. When you see water in your basement, it usually spells trouble. Some other insurance companies might leave you high and dry and not in the way you want. That's why Rural Mutual offers a limited water endorsement on their homeowner's policy to help cover flood, sewer backup, and sump pump coverage. Rural Mutual Insurance, keeping Wisconsin strong. All righty, Stu, let's have that Compere Financial Outlook. All right. Well, we talk about those little sprinkly showers. A little bit of light rain could linger, especially in the east and central parts of the state early. And otherwise, the morning clouds will break out, brightening up somewhat today, certainly sounding all right. But cool, mid and upper 50s, the best we hope for, with winds becoming north about 5 to 10. And, of course, it clears and frost likely around here late tonight, early Tuesday. Nighttime lows in the very low 30s with the northeast winds at 5. After a frosty start, expect a sunny Tuesday in the mid and upper 50s, so a little nicer. The north winds at 5 to 10. Late Tuesday night, early Wednesday, frost again expected. I'd look for sunny skies on Wednesday. We all head up into the 60s. That sounds nicer. Maybe some mid-60s in western Wisconsin. The north winds at 5 and mid and upper 60s Thursday with some sunshine, Pam. But expect a few sprinkles again for the end of the week. Oh, jeepers. All right. Well, I thought we could put the ice scraper away, but I guess we're going to keep it around just for safety's sake, eh? Well, people that drive early like you, yeah, everybody else waits till 8 o'clock, and it's nice. (laughs) (laughs) I wish I had that luxury. All right, buddy. We'll catch up with you tomorrow. Thanks, Stu. All right. See ya. Stu Mocker, Ag Meteorologist, with your Compure Financial Ag Weather Update. Remember, Compure Financial, your financial partner committed to agriculture and rural America. Visit Compure.com. 
MidwestFarmReport.com. Visit MidwestFarmReport.com if you'd like to take a look at some more stories that we accumulated over the weekend. And I always like to remind you that you can sign up for our daily e-newsletter. The Midwest Farm Report team works pretty hard on making sure you've got fresh content every morning right around now in your email box. All you have to do is go to MidwestFarmReport.com and you can enter your email there. And we'd love to have you join us every day. As always, you can also check out our podcasts. Both uh, Eau Claire and Madison have their daily podcasts where you can get a chance to listen and recap some of the information that we share with you. Always doing what we can to try to reach out to you and stay involved. And don't forget about our talk text line, Midwest Farm Report talk text line, 877-301-3276. That's 877-301-FARM. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke. Hey everyone, we've been through a lot together. And if something's bothering you, remember that it's okay. Do not feel okay. You know what I think really helps? Talking to someone. (coughs) No, Fred, I mean a professional. The next doctor's appointment is a great time to bring up anything that's on your mind. Your doctor will listen because providing safe care your way means caring about how you feel. Unity Point Health Meritor, a partner of UW Health. Know how much you matter to this world. Shopping for that special someone can be hard. You want to make sure that gift is perfect. Jewelry is always a great go-to because it lasts forever. Place to go, Goodman's Jewelers. They have the best prices, something for every budget. They have incredible quality jewelry, one-of-a-kind pieces, diamonds, engagement rings, traditional and modern styles, and you can customize your own. Something for a Badger Packer fan? Goodman's Jewelers has it. A true icon in Madison, the city's oldest full-service jewelry store, is your family. Goodman's Jewelers. At Tom's Auto Center, we like to say we're the getter fixed, getter done to get you going, guys. Because we're one of the largest independent auto shops in the area. Tom and Tom of Tom's Auto Center. With 12 bays and a lively group of highly skilled mechanics, we're able to do just that. Tom'sAutoCenter.com. Tom's Auto Center. We're the getter fixed, getter done to get you going, guys. Off Highway 51 in McFarland, a stone's throw from McDonald's. Compeer Financial helped us get into our forever home. They helped me expand more than acreage. And helped our dairy grow for the next generation. At Compeer Financial, we see potential in every plan. Our focus on exceptional client experience is at the heart of everything we do. And our financial team will help make every step easy and convenient. See why our clients trust us to make their goals possible. Compeer Financial ACA is an equal opportunity lender and equal opportunity provider. And MLS number 619731, copyright 2021, all rights reserved. Recently, the U.S. Navy delivered tons of food to hungry people halfway around the world. But you could help someone in your own community simply by donating a can of soup. Last week, a Navy doctor saved the life of a total stranger. Just like you could by giving a pint of blood. The men and women of America's Navy do some amazing things to make the world a better place. So can you. Whether it's by donating food or simply giving time, right in your own backyard. Brought to you by America's Navy. You already know that worms approve of our shredded topsoil. But did you know that seeds also love our special blend of garden mix? It's packed with nutrients that plants need to grow to their full potential. Visit KalaniTopsoil.com for delivery, or you can simply pick it up at our awesome processing plant. Then watch that garden grow with tons of fresh vegetables or beautiful plants and flowers. Take it from a worm. 
Trust the guys who know good dirt. Kalani Topsoil. Now that's good dirt. You rarely think about it, and it often goes unnoticed until your basement or building floods. A reliable sump pump can be a lifesaver, preventing flooding by detecting water levels and pumping the water back outside, away from your home or business. If your sump pump isn't functioning, contact your friends at Benjamin Plumbing. They can replace your existing sump pump, floats, and check valves. They'll even upgrade your current system to include a battery backup system. The battery makes sure your system continues to work in the event of a power outage. Away from home, receive pump activation alerts on your smart device. Enjoy peace of mind and improve the value of your property with an upgraded sump pump from Benjamin Plumbing. Hi, Dale Benjamin with Benjamin Plumbing. When we say your plumbing problem is fixed, we mean it. No excuses. I guarantee it. Contact Benjamin Plumbing at BenjaminPlumbing.com. Now you've got a friend in the plumbing business. Benjamin Plumbing. Prairie Exteriors does excellent work with metal roofing. He's got the best computerized bending tools for the metal. Saves me a lot of money because he does that. He has the ability to bend it right there on the job. Improve the look and value of your property with one of the area's highest rated exterior companies, Prairie Exteriors. Prairie Exteriors, now that's impressive. Good people. PrairieExteriors.com. The River Food Pantry, Dane County's busiest food pantry, celebrates 15 years of caring, compassion, and community. The River's Birthday Bash is Saturday, May 15th, with music, raffles, food, drinks, and goodie bags all served curbside. You'll take home a beautiful meal, enjoy music, a wine pull, and raffle, all from the safety of your car, and all while supporting Dane County families facing food insecurity. Go to riverfoodpantry.org for tickets. Celebrating 15 years of caring, compassion, and community. Riverfoodpantry.org. The thing I'm most curious about in this Rogers watch right now is the Adam Schefter side of things. Yeah. What's what's the t- okay? So Zach, you know, I know when you want to break news and you know what you do a lot for Wisconsin sports and and whatnot. When it comes to Adam Schefter, though, like he wouldn't just run with this if it was all a bunch of nonsense, right? Like he, like what's I don't understand. Yeah. I'm scratching my head over this. Like he has sources yeah. or he doesn't have sources. No, he does. Like here's the thing: he is not taking back his reporting. Like, that's not what yesterday was. Yesterday was, he was asked why he broke it when he did. Because um, he said that he got that information, at least on Twitter. He said, he said was told by, you know, league and team sources, it happened thir- uh, uh, Thursday, that he, that this was what was going on. And that wasn't accurate. He took that back yesterday. He said, it's an accumulation of information. There wasn't anything that popped up Thursday morning outside of Paul Allen you know, talking about how, the tr- how that trade that then Bill Michaels sent out into the universe and was everywhere uh, that that morning. You know, so those those were the things that uh, kind of, and then that pushed Adam Schefter to to report what he did. But uh, you know, he called it breaking news. He said it would happen Thursday. That was inaccurate. the The information itself, I think, is pretty clear that it, that it is accurate. I mean, it, there's clearly something going on between the two sides. They're having a huge issue. Rogers not taking part in the offseason program that he normally would like those are all things that are actually happening and there's so there's clearly an issue the Packers have acknowledged there's an issue so the reporting itself is accurate but he held it for <laughs> he held it for months and then decided to leak it or not leak it but deliver it on the day of the draft a couple of hours before the draft is to begin it 
the timing he is, is he he is ten he is a hundred times better than I'll ever be at my job. But that was not the right way to do it. Um, he well, he, wouldn't he, you say he, that his he fudged it there. His, he fudged it. He, he he screwed up there. He shouldn't have done it the way he did. ESPN obviously wanted the clicks. There's no doubt well, about yeah, that. Well, yeah, that's what I was going to ask you. Like, didn't he do it for his employer the right time to do it for the most eyes on TV, the most clicks? Like, this was this he, was like the perfect did, time but, to do it for He, he did, clicks. but it's just it, it's just bad. I mean, that, that's just bad journalism. I mean, you can hold – like, I can understand, like, I saw Tom Silverstein, and this is a great uh, thing of it. Like, you hold a story that, you know, it, you've been working on for a really, really long time. You want to get the most views possible, like, on a, on a – on a Sunday paper, right? Yes. Like, right? Yeah, I mean that's how it, that's but how that, it works. But that's not but that's not a break. Kind that's of. not like a story that is the biggest story of all off season. Like he's known this. We've and there's been trickles out of it, but like he has been gathering information from January and just releases the day of the draft. It looks horrible, especially when he can when he said that he was told this stuff Thursday. Like that that's a problem. Yeah, you you know you can't do that. Man, Zach Halpern, our but sports director, joining us right now. Yeah. I'm just saying, like, the information itself, uh, I think, is, like, the story itself, I think is pretty clearly Well, um, we, we know things. Th- th- this is accurate, right? Brian Gutekunst, Matt LaFleur, Mark Murphy all flew out to California to meet with Rodgers, and it got nowhere. That's accurate, correct? That's accurate, yes. Uh, Rodgers met with Mike Tirico, NBC Sports, and said there is a rift, essentially, between him and management. That's Tirico reported that. That's correct, yes? Yeah. Like, Rodgers, obviously, there is a riff. That's... Yes. And... and and James Jones and John Kuhn and AJ Hawk have all said the same thing. Like there is definitely, it's not this. The story is not not happening. You know what I mean? Like it's it is happening. This this issue is there. Rogers potentially not wanting to play in Green Bay, but they're all they're working on it. And I think they've been working on it for a really long time. It's just unfortunate that Schefter delivered the way it was. He should have delivered it in a different way and maybe we're, we're not talking about it today but he didn't he delivered it as breaking news this is happening now and it wasn't i would say his employers are probably happy with him though because my oh, God, the amount of eyes and the ratings and the clicks are probably through and, the freaking roof and that's what he gets paid for yeah man that's at the end of the day that's what it is um so it this is such a roller coaster zach is this mm. is this is insane so not a fun is, one either I mean, sometimes it is, if you're in my position. I, mean, it, I like, I like yeah. hearing the phone calls of people lose their minds. I like that. It's right, funny. yeah. All right, so, Zach, uh, also I wanted to – I saw this on CBSports.com and I wanted to pick your brain because, uh, you know, you were there at some of them when they let you there, and uh, it was uh, something that you're really good at, and that's covering Wisconsin sports. And I saw that uh, 2021 Big Ten overreactions, and I scrolled down to Wisconsin's uh, little blurb here. Uh, Devin Chandler – is the big play machine this offense needs for the Badgers? Is this, uh, is, this is this an overreaction or is this like no? This is just exactly what it is. He is a big play machine. I think he has an opportunity to be a big play machine. He was certainly in spring. Pam is the name. Farm speak is the game. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke. Boy, it is so nice to see those summertime activities that we enjoy coming back online, county fairs, and our June dairy celebrations. Now, some of them are postponing celebrating a little bit beyond June, but in Wisconsin, June is always Dairy Month. We're talking about how different groups are celebrating, what we can look forward to with Beth Schaefer from Dairy Farmers of Wisconsin. She's our guest before we wrap it up. I'm Pam Yonke. Now, from Landmark Services Cooperative Agri-News Desk, here's what's happening on a Monday. So today, 10th day of May, on this day in 1994, Nelson Mandela became South Africa's 
first black president. Remember, that happened after he was in prison for 27 years. On this day in 1954, Bill Haley released Rock Around the Clock, and we're still rocking around the clock today. On this day in 1869, the United States had its first coast-to-coast railroad. It finally finished Central Pacific and Union Pacific, finally came together in Utah, where they drove in that golden spike. And now you know. We're talking about our dairy celebrations before we wrap it up on this Monday, but there's some in the dairy industry that aren't celebrating, perhaps because of the pandemic, perhaps because of weather-related conditions. Wisconsin continues to lose dairy farms. What can be done to try to ebb that tide? Gary Crawford from the U.S. Department of Agriculture spoke about that with U.S. Ag Secretary Tom Vilsack. And now, here is a musical masterpiece from a couple of guys who have achieved a higher level of ignorance when it comes to dairy. Now here's a song about a cow, so round, so firm, so trim. This cow wouldn't give no milk at all, so we got mad at him. Oh, mad at him. Yeah, proving that there are people who have no business being in the dairy business. But sadly, though, seriously, there are some really great, smart, hard-working dairy operators who have lost their dairies, gone out of business, or are in danger of it. Last year, over 2,500 U.S. dairies did go out of business, cutting the number of dairies by 7%, and that's been happening for several years now. Part of the problem... Milk production growing faster in some cases than demand. What can be done to help the dairy industry? Agriculture Secretary Tom Vilsack says, first, we need more exports of U.S. dairy products. So that we can uh, stabilize the price and make sure that uh, farmers can stay in business. But Vilsack told a House panel the other day. I think it's also important that we create opportunities for those dairy farmers to have local and regional markets. uh, The ability to negotiate their own price, if you will. And so on that score... We just announced over $300 million of support and help to local and regional food systems to try to create that alternative market. Bill Sachs says there's also research going on by food and beverage companies. And they're now looking for ways in which the ingredients within dairy can be segregated and and utilized in a very high-value way. Whey protein, a huge protein source. Can we convert more of that into more nutritious sports drinks and snacks and things of that nature that creates additional market opportunities. And finally, the push for ways to combat climate change and reduce emissions could provide what Vilsack enthusiastically calls a tremendous opportunity for dairy. If you are essentially paying dairy for reducing methane or capturing methane and converting it into electricity and fuel, that's a new product. If you are are creating opportunities for that manure that's being produced in the dairy operation, to become an ingredient instead of going to the landfill or being overapplied on land and causing uh, some issues. Uh, if it can be an ingredient in a new material, a new chemical, a new fabric, a new fiber, a new fuel source, we need to be doing much more of that that creates another revenue stream for farmers. All of this with one goal in mind. Keeping as many people on the farm as possible. This is Gary Crawford reporting for the U.S. Department of Agriculture. Dairy suffered a setback on Friday in Chicago. Barrel cheese was down four and three quarters cents at one seventy-two and three quarters. Forty-pound block cheese on Friday down a penny and a quarter at one seventy-four and three quarters. Double A butter that finished the week two and a quarter cents higher at a dollar seventy-seven per pound. Fluid milk contracts are pretty quiet rolling into a Monday trade session. The June milk closed twelve cents lower at eighteen eighty-nine a hundredweight. July milk is up a penny right now at nineteen twenty. 
August milk closed nine cents lower, 1932 a hundredweight. The grain trade is awash in red ink this morning. Perhaps too much good weather. Traders know that farmers can get a lot of work done when the weather allows. July corn right now is down six at 726. December corn currently trading down 14 at 622 and a half. Soybeans for July down six cents at 1583. November beans are down almost 15 cents at 1419. And July wheat this morning down 10 and a half cents at 751 a bushel. So a complete uh, turnaround, if you will, as far as the grain trade is concerned. We'll find out this afternoon just exactly how many acres of corn and soybeans got planted uh, in the past seven days time and like I said judging by what uh, dust you saw over the weekend I'm guessing around the state of Wisconsin we put a pretty good dent in all the acres that we're expecting. Coming up next like I said it is really nice to be able to report to you that more of our summertime activities are coming back online. What does it take to celebrate June Dairy Month in Wisconsin? Well, we're talking about it next. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke. Oh, you know me. Easy come, easy go. Tomorrow's another day. What's the big hurry? Are you kidding me? I have the patience of a goldfish. When I get an idea in my head, I like to let it simmer. Now, a whopper. Good thing Lazy Boy in Madison has a warehouse full of furniture ready to deliver. Good things come to those who wait. Am I right? No, you're not right. There's a coffee table at Lazy Boy and I have room for it in my living room now. Fine wine, a fresh bread, a chocolate souffle. But where are you going to sit and enjoy it? Lazy Boy has chairs, tables, and sofas in the store right now. Take time to smell the roses. That's what I always say. And I say a new vase and a new end table are a great way to enjoy those roses. Great looking furniture ready to deliver from Lazy Boy. Lazy decorators love Lazy Boy home furnishings and decor Madison. East Springs Drive near East Town Mall. Monona Plumbing and Fire Protection. A name you can trust when service is a must. Monona Plumbing and Fire Protection is here 24 hours a day, seven days a week for all your residential and commercial plumbing services. From installation, repairs, and maintenance to complete sewer and drain cleaning, we've got you covered. Visit MononaPFP.com. Monona Plumbing and Fire Protection, a name you can trust when service is a must. Educated mortgage, the smartest way home. Call Dan, the mortgage man. Interest rates are at all-time lows, and home equity is at all-time highs. You know what that means? You can save big money by refinancing your mortgage loan. Whether you want to just save a few hundred dollars a month, consolidate some debt, or get money for home improvements, now's the time to call me. Educated mortgage, the smartest way home. Call Dan, the mortgage man. NMLS number 222652. Pam is the name. Farm speak is the game. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke. Time again to visit with our friends from Dairy Farmers of Wisconsin. Remember, wisconsindairy.org is a great place to find them on uh, social media, America's Dairyland as well. And they have got a lot of things that are coming up. As more and more of us become comfortable getting out and about and trying to get back to a little bit more normal pace of life, that can involve real Wisconsin dairy in a lot of different ways. And joining us today from Dairy Farmers of Wisconsin is one of our regional program managers. That's Beth Schaefer. And Beth, I'm getting real 
particularly excited this year because we are noticing more and more activities such as June Dairy events, county fairs, World Dairy Expo staying put. All of those things are starting to come back online. And that brings us to the focal point today, which is something you call Champions of Dairy. It's not a new program, but it is an absolutely critical group of people to make Wisconsin Dairy a success. Tell me about Champions of Dairy. Well, Champions of Dairy are the the volunteers who make National Dairy Month events happen across Wisconsin. If you've ever been to a June dairy breakfast on the farm, if you've ever been to an ag venture activity at a county fair, chances are it was volunteer-driven, locally uh, driven by people who are passionate and knowledgeable about not just dairy, but Wisconsin agriculture. And we have for years, uh, worked with these groups through um, county dairy promotion programs. Uh, you might know them as FFA members and FFA alumni groups, Wisconsin 4-H, and uh, Wisconsin Ag in the Classroom and Farm Bureau and Farmers Union. So all of these um, amazing local groups um, promote, support, and are just truly the original champions of Wisconsin dairy. And for years, we referred to them as grassroots. But you know what? They don't call themselves grassroots. They really um, are just truly passionate about engaging and educating in their community um, all the amazing benefits of dairy, dairy farmers, and um, the incredible narrative, the story of how dairy impacts our communities through nutrition, through um, economic impact, and, of course, through um, keeping our, our farms viable and sustainable. Um, so the, the program is, has evolved a little bit by the name Champions of Dairy, but we are still working with them uh, to support their locally driven and, and volunteer efforts to promote and educate about Wisconsin dairy. Like you said, Beth, it doesn't have to be just limited, folks, to the county dairy breakfast or the county fair. You've got alliances and super motivated people in 4-H clubs, a lot of different groups like FFA that continue to partner with Dairy Farmers of Wisconsin year-round. Yes, and we partner with them. Um, obviously, June is our biggest month, but, man, it's so cool. Uh, you mentioned that you know, things are opening up a bit. We've seen just an influx of farm tour uh, requests um, because we support um, you know, FFA Food for America programs uh, that bring elementary students to dairy farms and to, you know, to um, agriculture straight, uh, stations and education days um, so that kids can you know, get that firsthand uh, experience with Wisconsin dairy. But it's also really important because we need to continue to build advocates and champions of dairy uh, for the next generation. So working with 4-H and Wisconsin FFA, um, and even Girl Scouts have been added to that mix this year. Um, it allows us a chance to, um, to, to introduce the next generation of, pro, of uh, educators and promoters um, to dairy farmers of Wisconsin and the many resources we have uh, to help train them to talk about some questions that consumers have, you know, ranging from nutrition to um, taking care of animals and land and water, uh, but also to familiarize them with uh, with what Checkoff is and the the good work that Checkoff does to keep dairy um, in communities to help build trust of uh, folks who are moving to more rural areas, um, and again to help tell that story and be the face of Wisconsin dairy 
in their community. Right. Beth Schaefer's along with us, uh, Regional Program Manager with Dairy Farmers of Wisconsin, talking about Champions of Dairy. So now you've got a little bit better idea of maybe some of the functions that happen or some of the groups that are involved as Champions of Dairy. What does Dairy Farmers of Wisconsin actually do then, Beth? I mean, one of the things that I think about is making sure that the message they share is on point and correct, what does Dairy Farmers of Wisconsin do as far as supporting these uh, grassroots groups, these champions of dairy? Yeah, so there's a a wide variety of ways that we support those local promotion groups, the champions of dairy. And one of the the things that we've seen through COVID, um, and you're familiar with this, that, you know, Gallup poll tracks U.S. consumers' views on business and industry. And this year in 2020, they ranked farming and agriculture as um, the number one trusted industry in the United States. Um, And we know that that means that consumers are are very curious about what's happening on, on farms in their community. But we also know that we need to maintain that rank by providing messaging, as you mentioned, you know we work really closely. We have um, a social media support program where we um, help train people to um, utilize, you know, tools to reach the next generation of consumers through so through social media, through Instagram, through Facebook. Um, so we support through social media efforts. We provide financial support for local dairy promotion efforts. Um, so there's a grant program that happens. Um, annually, um, and we support uh, over 63 groups through dollars to help take their ideas and those messages and turn them into action in their community. And the cool part about that um, that um, financial support program is in 2020, where there was literally, you know, everyone was kind of shut down, um, we still only provided 43% of the total amount spent by these groups on dairy promotion. So we know that we are we are contributing to their success, um, but they're also you know, finding community partners and um, other ways to, to financially support their promotion efforts, uh, which to me is amazing. Um, and we also provide um, you know, the, the messaging, marketing tools and resources like signs, banners, um, you know, the napkins with the Proudly Wisconsin Dairy Badge on them. Uh, so we, we try to provide um, support so we can really tell that story of you know, the great nutrition of dairy, the community impact that dairy has, not just um, uh, economically, but, you know, the, how we're, we're, dairy farmers are supporting schools, how dairy farmers are, are working with processors to support um, food insecurity. Um, and then, of course, the last piece is uh, we, we're, we're, we're providing resources to be able to talk about some of those difficult questions that people who are not raised on dairy farms or from uh, an agriculture background have about animal care, about water quality. Um, so we, we kind of loop that under, you know, being able to provide talk points and training to, to really own the narrative of dairy sustainability and, and animal care. So there's lots of ways that we are, are working with these groups to support um, their, their promotion efforts. But the great part about, you know, local groups is they know their consumers. They know who's in their backyard. They know who, um, what the hot issues are. And it's so different across the state of Wisconsin that um, it is critical for our, our dairy farmers and dairy farmers of Wisconsin to partner with those groups to be able to address really specific local issues and questions in real time um, by providing tools um, through messaging and, and resources and financial support so that um, 
we, we can really reach all the consumers in our state so that we can solidify dairy farmers' positions um, no matter where they are in Wisconsin. You know, and despite the shutdown last year, still some tremendous accomplishments as far as the total reach for that audience. You don't have to necessarily be standing face-to-face to reach those people. Tell them about some of the reach from last year and just the limited activities that actually happened. Yeah, so last year um, we we get reports back from those fun- groups who receive funding from us. Um, and last year, the in-person reach, which was really a socially distanced, some of those drive-through type event reach, uh, was still 130,000 people. Um, the digital reach, you know, through social media, Facebook, virtual farm tours, over over a quarter of a million, 250,000 people, um, and that's just uh, numbers reported preliminary. Um, and in 2020, the year of uh, of everyone calling and saying we're so sorry we did, we couldn't do more, um, and that's what I heard time and time again from from um, Champions of Dairy, the volunteers who just they 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 felt that they could have they 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 wanted to do more, um, but they really just did so much so much for Wisconsin Dairy last year and to tell that story and to continue to connect with consumers to help them understand. Um, how they can support dairy and why it's important to continue to eat dairy and uh, work to, to to learn who your dairy farmers are in your community. Um, and in addition to the, the dollars, we had a, a tremendous campaign in um, that we did yard signs you know, to support Wisconsin dairy. I know you did yard signs. Um, if you drove, it didn't take long to drive through Wisconsin to uh, see uh, the amount of the, the physical show of support by those, you know, Wisconsin needs dairy farmers or Wisconsin uh, support Wisconsin dairy by milk, yogurt, uh, and cheese. Uh, we sent out uh, thousands of those signs. Um, we weren't as bold as you delivering them in person, but uh, it was incredible the, the reach of people um, who called just to say, you know, I'm not a dairy farmer, but I want to show the dairy farmer down the road that I'm right there with, with him or her mm-hmm. and uh, want to see the, that tradition continue in Wisconsin to provide, you know, nutritious products, care for our land, and uh, to pass it to the next generation. Absolutely. You can knock us down, folks. You can't knock us out. That's Beth Schaefer. She is one of our <laughs> regional coordinators uh, for Dairy Farmers of Wisconsin. And to her point, 2020 was a year we do not want to live through again, but thanks to all those partnerships, those champions of dairy that were out there, the dairy message still well-received, even in limited face-to-face events. Now, remember, things are going to be starting to open up a little bit. And, of course, our champions of dairy are there looking for you. If you want to find out more about not only the champions of dairy in your community, but what's going on as far as results, go to wisconsindairy.org backslash dairy month. That's wisconsindairy.org backslash Dairy Month, and let's get ready to celebrate. Beth Schaefer, our Regional Program Manager with Dairy Farmers of Wisconsin,